If you want to know how to create like the grades, let's break it down. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with your customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. It's kind of like trying to remember the name of the guy that you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron? Was it Don? Was it John or Sean? Who knows, right? It's like that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution part, at least. It brings service and success together in one powerful platform for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that helps handle frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps your reps anticipate customers' needs. And a full 360 view of every customer so you can go to market and your go-to-market team can have a pulse on the accounts before you try to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale, support, drive retention, and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service, happier customers at every single stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more with your customers today. What's up, y'all? I'm Ross Simmons, the host of Create Like the Greats, a podcast where I take you into the inner workings of how some of the greatest creators of all time did or do what they do. On this segment of the show, what I like to call journal entries, I take you behind the scenes into my world, into the things that I'm working on, the things that I've been challenged with, things that I'm overcoming, things that I'm chasing, pursuing, the ways that I'm thinking about different things. It's a a bit of a self-reflection and a sharing moment in many ways where I give you a glimpse into the things that I'm doing to try to create something great. I give you a glimpse into my life as a CEO, but also a glimpse into my life as just a member of society. And in today's episode, we're going to be diving into the end of the year reflections that many of us take. And a lot of us will resort to New Year's resolutions. That's not to say um, any shade against New Year's resolutions. I believe in them. I believe in uh, all of the the buzz that happens every single year when at the end of the year, people are excited to, to sign up for new things and subscribe to new things that will help them be better as individuals. I'm a big believer in that. I don't get annoyed by the fact that the gyms are filled with people. I don't get annoyed by the fact that people put up social media posts about New Year, New Me, and they start to chase and pursue new new opportunities and goals. I don't get annoyed by the fact that Duolingo is going to be at the top of the app download chart. I don't get annoyed by the fact that people are going to in raves and tons of people are signing up for things like Skillshare, Masterclass, and so much more. That doesn't bug me. I love it. It inspires me. I feel good about the idea that people are going to sign up for these things because it's a signal that people are always trying to improve. Now, for me personally, I don't really set New Year's resolutions, so to speak, but I do go through an exercise that is very reflective and in many ways um, inspirational to me around what is to come. The way that I approach it is simple. Over the last two years, I've been using this thing that is called the year Compass. A Year Compass is essentially a free resource that was developed by a group, I think out of Hungary, where each year they press publish on this booklet that gives you the opportunity to reflect on your past year and plan the one to come. It has a set series of different questions and exercises that you go through, and in, in my opinion, helps you pattern um helps you identify patterns, but also identify opportunities and set yourself up for success around what you want your life to look like. It's a great tool, in my opinion, for designing 
your ideal life. And I'll include a link in the show notes to this so you can see it. And this is in no way an ad for your compass. I have no dog in this race, pony in this race, whatever it might be. I just believe it is to be a very valuable resource. The, The resource breaks down exactly in depth what you should do. And it says that you essentially for a few hours with uninterrupted focus need to grab three things, an open mind, a pen, and or a pencil. And an honest mind as well, because you have to be self-reflective and be very, very mindful of the fact that you're going to be sharing things that are are personal to you. So from there, you get in, and I'm going to, in this episode, break break down for you some of the questions that you're going to answer. And if you're not somebody who wants to necessarily download this guide, then maybe while you listen to this episode, self-reflect on some of the questions that I'm going to ask you and maybe take a few of them and make them a part of your own ritual at the end of the year to go through and think through. So the first one is think about your year and if possible, pull up your calendar and just go through it week by week and look at the different things that happened, right? If you're not somebody who lives and dies by a calendar, then, um, Maybe you can just kind of look at your photos album and pull up old photos and start from January 1, 2023 and start to scroll through it. And as you scroll through, you're going to start to see moments, instances, things that happened that you may have forgotten about completely. Now, when you start to see those family gatherings, those friendly get togethers, a significant project, a trip or whatever it might be, write it down. Write down all of the things that stood out about the last year. And then on the next page, what you're going to do is you're going to dive deeper into this. You're going to dive deep into various significant events that happened within a few different categories. What were the most significant events that took part in your life from a personal side and family side? What were some of the most significant events that happened to you on the career or study side if you're still in school? What are some of the most significant events that happened to you from a friends or community lens? What are some of the most significant moments that happened to you from a relaxation, hobbies, creativity lens? Now, what are some of the most significant things that happened to you from a physical health lens or fitness lens? Now, what about your mental health and self-knowledge? What are the habits that truly defined you over the last year? And what did you do this year to leave the world in a better spot than it was when you found it. What did you do to make the world a little bit better because of things that you did? And it's okay if sometimes you have very few or little answers. It might not necessarily need to be that you found the cure to a disease. You could have made the world a better place by simply being there for a colleague, a friend, being there for uh, a family member, being there to donate something to charity, your time, your energy. There's a lot of different things that you could have done. Now, the next step is that you are going to go through a series of sentences and fill in the blanks Mad Lib style. Finish these sentences. The wisest decision I made was. The biggest lesson that I learned was. The biggest risk that I took was. The biggest surprise of the year was. 
the most important thing I did for others was. The biggest thing I completed was. Now with these, you're going to have a little bit of a glimpse into some of your own wins, right? You're going to get a glimpse into under that surprise bucket, maybe something that shocked you, but you were able to overcome and get through and proceed and push through. Now the next piece is some questions. This is less Mad Lib style and just straight up answer the questions. What are you most proud of? Who are the three people who influenced you the most? Who are the three people you influenced the most? What were you not able to accomplish? What is the best thing that you have discovered about yourself? What are you most grateful for? So after you answer those questions, the next part gets into some of the most joyful moments that you've had over the course of the year. And this is where it actually requires you to spend time reflecting on key important moments in your year. And it asks you to describe the greatest and most memorable joyful moments that you had in the last year. Draw them down on the sheet. How did it feel? Who was with you? What were you doing? What kinds of smells, sounds, and tastes do you remember from that time? Go in depth and describe some of the most impactful, greatest, and joyful moments that you had in the year. And then once that's complete, we're going to start humble bragging a bit. List the three greatest accomplishments that you had in the last year. Outline what it is that you did to achieve them. And who helped you along the way to make that success come through true? How did they help you? And then we're going to get a little bit more reflective on struggles, challenges, obstacles. List your three biggest challenges from the last year. Who or what helped you overcome those challenges? And what did you learn about yourself by overcoming them? These are all very important things to reflect on both the challenges and the accomplishments, because it's oftentimes that we just go through the year without thinking back to in February when you overcome that obstacle or when you achieve something that at that moment in that time felt like a big deal. But because months went by and that experience in the moment faded, you lost sight of the fact that you accomplished something great. And it's important that we find time to reflect on that. It's also important that we reflect on the challenges that we had and the things that we had to overcome. There's forgiveness as the next part. Did anything happen in the last year that still needs to be forgiven? Deeds or words that maybe made you feel bad? Are you angry still with yourself over something? Write it down and then make good to yourself by forgiving it, right? And it even calls this out. It says, if you're not ready to forgive, jot it down anyway. Just writing it down can work wonders. The next one is all about letting go. Is It asks you to describe here just straight up, like what else do you need to share? Is there anything else that you wanna let go of before you move into the new year? draw or write it, then think about it all, and then determine whether or not it's time to let it go. What can you let go 
to start your new year great. And then at the end of that, it gives you a final summary page. And in the summary page, it's going to ask you to choose three words to define your past year. What three words would you use to define the last 12 months? What would they be? And then let's say a book or a movie was written about the last 12 months. What title would you give it? What would it be called? That's a powerful question. And then finally, let's say goodbye. If there's anything else that is left that you would like to say, write down and anybody you would like to say goodbye to, do it now. And then it calls out a very simple CTA, call to action. You're done with this past year. You finished the first part. Now take a deep breath and get some rest as we move into the year ahead. And in the year ahead, in this section of the, the book, it starts to get into that forward-thinking approach, a place that a lot of us like to spend time, but again, not a lot of us spend intentional time thinking about. And it asks you to dare to dream big. What does the year ahead look like for you? Why will it be great? What would happen in an ideal world? Write, draw, and let go of your own expectations and dare to dream. And then... In those same categories where we describe the things that mattered so much in the last year, we want you to set intentions around the areas of your life where you want to do certain things. In your personal life, in your family, in your career, in your studies, in your friends and community, whether it's relaxation, hobbies, creativity, physical health, mental health, habits, what are things that you want to do in the next 12 months? And then what are you going to do that will help make the world better in the next year. Then it gets into a little bit more interesting reflections. It calls it the magical triplets for the year ahead. And it calls it the magical triplets because it thinks it wants you to describe things in threes. I will love these three things about myself in the year ahead. I'm ready to let go of these three things. I want to achieve these three things the most. These three people will be my pillars during rough times. I will dare to discover these three things, and I will have the power to say no to these three things. Then it gets into them even further. I will make my surroundings cozy with these three things. I will do these three things every morning. I will pamper myself with these three things regularly. I will visit these three places. I will connect with my loved ones in these three ways. And I will reward my success with these three presents. Then, once you've identified your triplets across these questions, it then leads to a place where we play Mad Libs one more time. This year, I will, no I will not procrastinate anymore over blank. This year, I will draw the most energy from blank. This year, I will be bravest when blank. This year, I will say yes when blank. This year, I advise myself to blank. This year will be special for me because blank. Now, you answer these questions and you transition to another page. 
And in this page, you need to pick a word to symbolize and define the year ahead. It's a word that is going to set you up for success, that you want to own, that's going to give you energy, and that is going to act as a reminder for you not to give up. And then it gets a little bit personal. It wants you to unleash your mind. It wants you to go into a place that you haven't actually gone probably yet. Something that is a secret wish. What is it? My recommendation on this one is to try to make it something that you control. It's easy to say like, I wish that my friend would do this, this, and this, but you can't control that. What you can control is whether or not you are going to reach out to your friend every month or call them or text them, send them a video, send them a handwritten note, whatever it might be. So instead of holding on to a vision or a wish for somebody else, create one for yourself. What is your secret wish for the next year? And then at the end of it, you have to put a date on it and sign it. This to me is the most important part. When you sign it, you're putting your name on it. When you put your name on it with the date, it makes it more formal. New Year's resolutions can be twisted and thrown out the window because it's easy to say, yeah, I wasn't serious about it anyway. But when you sign it, when you sign this, it's kind of like signing a contract with yourself. It's committing to yourself and to your year that these are the things that you're going to focus on. And these are the things that you're going to care about. Folks, I don't know when you're listening to this episode. I don't know where your last year took you and how your last year went. But I can tell you this. I wish you nothing but the best, no matter what the next 12 months bring you. I hope it brings you success, energy, value, good vibes, good energy, and success. And I hope in the next 12 months, you can create something great. Thank you and have a great day. I'll see you on the internet. to know how to create like the grades let's break it down